Let's pray one more time. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just uh, thank you so much for this beautiful Sunday, Lord, uh, to come together to worship you and to love on you, Lord, to hear your message. And we just pray that uh, we can come as one family to um, just love on you, to, to bless the world, and um, just to get whatever we can from this message. All these things I pray in your name. Amen. So my sermon title... This is called Loving and Respecting Your Parents. And I know it's not mother, Mother's Day or Father's Day, but I just really, really felt this uh, was very important. So the first verse is Exodus 20.12, and it says, Honor your mother, I mean, honor your father and mother, that the days be long in the land that the Lord is giving you. Colossians 3.20 says, Children, obey your parents in everything. For this pleases the Lord. And Ephesians 6, 1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So you guys might be asking, why all these parent verses all of a sudden? Well, for one, I know a lot of us have been spending time daily with our parents because we've been stuck at home, COVID-19. And, you know, in all honesty, it hasn't always been perfect. It hasn't always been happy. Um, tempers have been flaring sometimes. You know, sometimes we're, sh we're uh, short on patience. Harsh words are said. And all sorts of, like, mini conflicts are happening. And for me, I've been especially nasty to my mother lately. I don't know why, but for whatever reason it is, everything she, she would say to me, my blood would just boil. And... Uh, <laughs> And, I, and honestly, I felt horrible. And um, I was just in my room one time, and um, I was just contemplating. And I felt I heard the Lord saying to me, what are you doing speaking to your mother that way? You know, and then he goes on to tell me, your mother went through so much to raise you, and you treat her like that. So I started to read the Bible. I opened the Bible up, and I started to look for um, stories of mothers and there's so many incredible mothers that risked it all for their families and their sons. Examples such as Sarah, Hagar, Jochbed, Rebecca, um, Hannah, Elizabeth, and Mary, all incredible mothers. While my mom is not in the Bible, she is definitely a biblical example of a mother, just the same, unconditional love, willing to do anything to me, anything for me, smiles at me even if she doesn't want to. You know, for me, my mom deserves the utmost respect and love, and she deserves the world. And, but that's something I can't give to her. But all I can do is be patient and love her the way that she loves me. And now my father, me and him, have a lot of contentions in the past, and we've had our differences. But you know what? Always through the thick and thin, he has always, always been there for me. Always in the background to take me back when I've done wrong. You know, I've mentioned the prodigal son before. He, for me, he is definitely the father. That's my father taking me back no matter what, giving me my sonship back, never taking it away. And for me, you know, of course, nobody's fathers are perfect. 
but he shows so many characteristics of um, God the Father as well. When it comes to showing love and unconditional love, I've, you know, I've disrespected him so many times, countless times, through actions, words, just the way I act, and, um, you know, just, just, just being a jerk a lot of times to him. But mostly, um, mostly through the ways that I've acted, he never faults me. He always, always forgives me. And I looked past at all the sacrifices he has laid down in his life for the sake of his own children. And the fact that we don't show thanks most of the time or even acknowledge those things, all those sacrifices he made in the, in the background and in the silence, thinking about it, it actually pains me that I don't show enough gratitude to him. You know, the point I'm trying to make is we need to honor our parents as it is a reflection of the way we honor God. You know, in the Torah, the word respect is, uh, it, the, word, it, the word respect is both used in the way you show respect to your parents and the way you show respect to God. So those words are two and the same. In simpler terms, the way you respect your parents is the same way you should respect God, but probably you should respect God even more. And as a side note, I do realize, you know, not everybody has a mother or a father, but you still do have God the Father. And that in itself is greater than both an earthly mother and an earthly father. So my first point is respect your mother. A mother's call a mother is called by God submits completely to God's will. You know, so for many, of, for many of us, I know for me, my mother is the biggest supporter in my life. Of course, I know like I'm not perfect. I'm not the smartest, uh, even the best son to her. But, you know, my mom tells me and makes me believe that I am the best son and the smartest or even the best looking. It doesn't matter. She makes me feel super special. And moms have that special ability to love you, to make you their number one, to make you believe. And you know, mothers have faith in you no matter what. No matter how much of a burden you are, mothers are always there to hug you, to, to comfort you, to kiss you. Whatever it is, mothers, they're always there. They teach you wisdom. They love you unconditionally. And like I mentioned before, my mom, is definitely one of the biggest supporters of my life. And I'm sure many of us listening here, your mothers are also one of the biggest supporters of your lives. And my mom, she definitely acts like a woman called by God to be a pillar for our family emotionally. You know, my mom adores us. All her children are the apples of her eyes. And no matter how many times any of us have messed up, she will still adore us and love us. And this is what is meant when I'm saying that moms are called by God submit to, to, to submit completely to God's will. Because they're taking some of God's characteristics, such as unconditional love, understanding, and compassion. And I have a little short story. 
It says, one of the mothers put her son to bed on the eve of his fifth birthday. She was trying to communicate that the birthday idea to him. And she said, Kevin, this is the last night of your fourth night. Do you understand that? Kevin was ready to communicate with his hands. For a full year, he had shown people four fingers for his four years. And now he was ready to add a thumb. Seeing his four fingers, his mother nodded and said, when you go to sleep tonight, you'll still be four years old. But do you know how old you will be in the morning? When you wake up, Kevin? And Kevin nodded enthusiastically, added his thumb to his four little fingers and said, tomorrow I'll be a handful. I love that story because honestly, we are all handfuls to our mothers. Yet they're always there always willing to listen to love on you. No matter how much of a handful we are, we become, mothers will never abandon us, ever. And I believe the moment a mother has a child, she is doing God's will to multiply and be fruitful and to love us. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I believe a lot of our mothers are Proverbs 31st women's. And um, it says, strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teachings of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. And I'm sure all of our mothers are never idle in our, in our houses, always going around taking care of things. I'm not saying they should be vacuuming and washing dishes all the time, but they do that stuff. They, um, they're always taking care of the house, making sure we're fed, making sure the family is okay. That's what being a mother is all about. And Isaiah 66, 13 says, says, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comfort, comforted in Jerusalem. And you know what? This is also showing that God is not only has characteristics of a father, but God also has characteristics of a mother. So let's look at an example of an amazing mother. For me, the most amazing mother in, in the Bible is Mary. Because she was called by God to be the bearer of the Messiah. But when she hears this news, she's not shocked or angry or anything, but she replies with the most humblest attitude. She said, I am the Lord's servant. And Mary as a mother knew she was called by God. And a mo being a mother is truly, truly a blessing. And even calling that God gives to a mother is something that a mother is always going to have. It's never going to be taken away from her. So all the new mothers, you know, out there, Old mothers, mothers to come, we love and adore you, and we, we, must we must respect you, because that is a reflection of the respect and love we give to God as well. My second point, the Father's love. You know, for me, fathers are all about sacrifice. They put family first untold sacrifices they make. Probably many of us don't even know the sacrifices that they have done. And uh, we don't even know, we don't even know about it because our fathers won't say it. They don't mention it. 
And I know, I know a lot of us as sons, we can have, you know, some strife or um, conflict with our fathers. And it might be the most contentious relationship you have in your family. I know me and my dad haven't always looked eye to eye. Mostly my fault, mostly because I've not listened to him and disobeyed him, but I've done wrong, he's done wrong. But the matter of the fact is as weird as it sounds, one of the things I strive most in my life, actually, is uh, my dad's approval. For him to say he is proud of me. I respect my father so much, even though he isn't perfect. He has done incredible things for, for our families, and all, I'm sure everybody's fathers have done so many incredible things for their, own, for their families as well. You know, I believe fathers are supposed to be a direct reflection of God. A lot of us, intentionally or not, actually model God after our own earthly father. If your father was distant, you may believe that God is distant. But if your father was a loving father who always looked after you, that's how you probably view God. But you see, fathers should be a direct reflection of God and his love for us. Fathers are in a way different from mothers because while mothers are more in tune with our emotional needs, like my mother will know immediately when something's wrong with me just by looking at my face. But my dad looks at my face, doesn't know. He doesn't have that emotional um, connection with his children. But that doesn't mean not all fathers do, but I know my father tends to not have uh, so much of an emotional connection with his children. Um, but fathers are, you know, the pillars, the pillars of the actual household, the head of the home who sacrifices untold things for the family. You know, they work countless hours to make ends meet. And, you know, like, we may not have sons here yet, but to be the breadwinner, to have that that pressure of uh, bringing food, uh, making sure you have a household for your family, I can't even imagine that. That must be incredibly stressful. But some of, some of the fathers here today must know what I'm talking about. Pastor Ken's a father. Pastor David's a father. And, uh, you know, Countless hours, There's, they were countless hours, and all those countless hours, they don't even ask for recognition because they know that's their duty and that's what they're supposed to do. You know, fathers sometimes discipline us as well. They discipline their children. I've been disciplined many of times by my father. And, you know, even though as children we might despise getting uh, disciplined, but you know what? The only reason he disciplines any of us or any of his children is because he loves you. You only discipline the ones you love. Otherwise, that means they don't care if you're messing up or faltering in your life. If you're messing up and your dad just lets you do whatever you're doing, does that really love? Does he really care about you? 
you know, I now realize the discipline my father gave me was for my own good. At the time, it was painful. I hated it. But I realized he was disciplining me to help me grow and to be a better man. And of course, you know, the discipline wasn't always the most perfect way of doing it. He has said some words to me, you know, that to this day when I think about it, it still hurts. A lot, actually. But the thing is, I understand now as a hum that my dad as a human father, he was only doing the best that he could. He was doing what he thought was best for the family. And that, that is something that I can't fault him for or say anything negative about. As in his mind, he always had family first. You know, Proverbs 3, 11, 12 says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as the father as a father, the son he delights in. So as I mentioned before, the only reason your father disciplines you is because he loves you, just as God disciplines you because he loves you as well. And um, I have an example of Jacob. You know, Jacob, he, he risked it all. He lost his son Joseph, or he thought he had lost his son Joseph. And... Uh, they really needed food because of this famine. And um, Joseph said to his brothers to bring Benjamin. And for, for Jacob, Benjamin was his treasured son. And he really, really did not want him to go. But he thought of the family. He thought about the sacrifices that he should make for the rest of his sons. And he does let Benjamin go. And at the end, good things happened. And we have Joseph. You know, Joseph, uh, his wife-to-be Mary was pregnant, and he wasn't the one who made her pregnant. He could have left her. He could have abandoned her. He could have divorced her, whatever. But as, as a father, he knew that he had to stick with Mary. And that's just another example of uh, the father's love, the duty of a father, to stay with their family, to, uh, to protect them and to be with them. And my last point here is, why do we obey our parents? In Colossians 3.20 says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Ephesians, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. You obey your parents because the Lord says so. It pleases the Lord to obey your parents. And if the Bible says to obey your parents, that should be enough to obey your parents and respect them. We, we obey our parents because simply that's what is biblical. It's biblical. And if you have any ounce of respect and gratitude for the things that your parents have done, to obey is just a minuscule price to pay. I just think the sacrifices, you know, my parents have made for me and the support that they have given me. And sometimes the way I pay them back is absolutely despicable. You know, I sin against them, I'm rude to them, and uh, a lot of times I'm aloof, don't want to talk to them, just go into my room. And you know, I'm sure all of us at one point 
well, maybe not all of us, have treated our parents that way. And what the Bible tells us, the reflection of how we treat our parents is also the reflection how we view and treat God. So to treat our parents without respect and gratitude, not only are we sinning against God, but in a sense, we are, we're sinning and treating God the same way. God gave us parents for a reason. I think God gave us parents for, um, to lead us and to be, I don't want to say a direct image of God, but they're in some sort of way, they, they reflect God in the way that they love us and the way that they treat us. And I mentioned before, you know, the Torah, in the Torah, the word respect is both used for both parents and God. And 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7 says, For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. So back in those days, parents were so important. Parents were like, like the most important I won't say, I don't know if it was the most important, but parents back then were incredibly important. They had such high stature. And if you, if you were found to have dis disrespected your parents back in those days or, or you did something to them, you would be looked down as trash. And, you know, all, the, all those sinners up there, they're equated with people who just disrespected their parents. So if you don't respect your parents... Just as that verse says, you are ungrateful, unholy, and heart, heartless, to name a few. You know, that's the, esteem, that's the esteem that respect that parents had in those days. So if you, dis, if you disrespect your parents, you're basically scum. And I feel in today's day and age that, you know, that esteem for respect for your parents... It's still there, but it's not as strong. It's, there's, it's, the respect for your parents is not as strong as it was back then. And I think it's something that we need to go back to and uh, really just think about what our parents have done and just to really respect and love them. You know, I think we, we just, it's so easy to disrespect our parents, especially our loved ones, yet we forget Every time we do disrespect our parents, just, just remember 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7, that calls us not loving our parents treacherous and lovers of pleasure and not God. But when we respect our parents, we are in fact loving God as well. We don't have to agree with our parents all the time. That's impossible. But you sure as heck have to respect them and love them. You know, our parents' love is a direct reflection of God's love for us. And you guys have to remember, our parents won't be here forever. Treasure them so you won't regret it. To not treasure your parents now 
This is a huge mistake. And there is a reason that God gave us parents. And then I have a short story to end the sermon. You know, so a man came home from work late, tired and irritated to find his five-year-old son waiting for him at the door. His son said, Daddy, may I ask you a question? His dad said, sure, what is it? Daddy, how much do you make an hour? That's none of your business. Why do you ask such a thing? The man said angrily. I just want to know. Please tell me how much do you make an hour? If you must know, I make $100 an hour. Oh, the little, boy, the little boy replied with his head down. Daddy, may I please borrow $50? The father was furious. If the only reason you asked that is so that you can borrow some money to buy a silly toy or some nonsense, then you march yourself straight to your room and go to bed and think about why you're being so selfish. I work hard every day for such, for such this childish behavior. The little boy quietly went to his room and shut the door. The man sat down and started to get even angrier about the little boy's question. He thought to himself, how dare he ask such a question only to get some money? But after an hour or so, the man calmed down and he started to think, maybe there was something he really needed to buy with that 50. And he didn't really ask, and he really didn't ask for money very often. So the man went to the door of the little boy's room and opened it. He said, son, are you asleep? No, daddy, I'm awake, he replied. You know, son, I've been thinking maybe I was too hard on you earlier. It's been a long day and I took out my aggravation on you. Here's the $50 you asked for. The little boy sat straight up smiling. Oh, thank you, daddy. Then reaching under his pillow, he pulled out some pulled out some crumpled bills. And when that man saw that boy already had money, he started to get angry again. The little boy slowly counted out his money, then looked up at his father. Why, and the father got angry and said, why do you want money if you already had some? The boy replied, because I didn't have enough, but now I do. He said, daddy, I have $100 now. Can I buy an hour of your time? Please come home early tomorrow. I would like to have dinner with you. The father was crushed. He put his arms around his little son and he begged for his forgiveness. You know, this is just a short little story. A reminder to all of us that, you know, a lot of us are working so hard in our lives. You should not let that time slip through. We need to spend time with the ones we love most our families. And you know what, if we die tomorrow, that company, that f your mother, your father, they're gone forever until you go to heaven and you see them. And you know, a lot of us spend our times on things that are trivial, way more, um, way less important than spending time with our families. And it's about time that you always think about spending time with your family and your loved ones. Because you know what? One day, your loved ones will be gone. And you won't have that time to respect and love your mother or your father. 
So please, please, let's respect our mothers and our fathers and let's obey them because that is truly a way to honor God as well. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just love you so much. Thank you for, you know, our parents. Untold sacrifices that they have made, always in the background, never asking for anything, Lord. All they want us is to see us prosper, for us to be happy, healthy. And Lord, we know you're just the same. And I can't even fathom if our earthly mother and fathers love us this much, I can't even fathom how much you love us even more, Lord. Your love is greater than anything. And thank you for giving us our mothers and fathers, Lord. And I just pray that we, um, you just give us the strength to have patience and gratitude. And yeah, Lord, let us spend time with our families. Let us spend time with the people we love most. And never forget and let us be patient with them. In all things we pray in your name.